and welcome to Evaluand, a podcast about the land of evaluation between you and me, your host, Dana Linnell Wanzer. This is the show where we interview people about any and all things evaluation related. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Evaluand. I am so excited to talk to you about my reflections and to hear from others about their reflections of the conference now that it's over, except it's not really over, is it? We'll talk about that in a second. But first, before I launch into that, I do want to say thank you to everyone who has contributed to the podcast so far. I appreciate everyone who has called in to this episode and the past episode to share your reflections. And I also appreciate everyone who has messaged me in some form to let me know how the podcast is going and to give me feedback. I really appreciated hearing from people that they enjoyed the last podcast episode and hearing uh, how that episode was helpful for them to get the most out of the conference and to get hyped for the conference. So I hope you all had a great experience. I'll be sharing my experiences of, of what I really liked about the conference, and there's a lot to share. Before I get into that, though, I do want to give a huge shout out to the entire AEA team. Like, round of applause, you put together a great virtual experience. I heard from a number of people that they were a little apprehensive about this upcoming conference, a little sad that it was not going to be in person, but you all made it work. You did a great job of handling all the technological issues and getting people engaged and really having a good time. So I really appreciate all the hard work and dedication you've put into making this a great experience. Thank you. So some of the things that I wanted to share, my post-conference reflections, is that I, I mean, just overall, I had a wonderful time. I was still able, and I was a little surprised about this, I was still able to network and engage with people pretty well throughout this conference. There's a there's a variety of things that I did to make the most out of it, including um, being really active in the chat boxes during webinars and meetings. I privately messaged a lot of people. I scheduled some one-on-one -on -one meetings with some people to, to have Zoom conference calls with them. I did the trivia night, which was so much fun. You'll get to hear Veronica talk about it a little bit later. Uh, that was such a fun night. I'm really hoping AEA can continue something like that in the future. I had fun with the leaderboard challenge, and I appreciate all of you for poking fun at me for being on the leaderboard. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. Um, I was just having fun with the platform and making the most out of it, but I, I do recognize that uh, uh, somebody told me, it's like, oh, I saw Dana was slipping the leaderboard and I was just worried. I was like, oh, she won't have any of that. I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I get it. <laughs> and I appreciate you poking fun at me. I, I, um, I had a, I just had a great time. I really, truly did. I loved the conference. I loved being able to get to see all of you, maybe not see, uh, eye to eye, but, um, to chat with you. I still got to meet a lot of new people, which I had so much fun being able to do. The trivia, I got to meet a lot of new people from, I, I followed and um, a lot of new people on Twitter. So I got to meet a lot of people through that and seeing all of people, all of those people continue the conversation after the conference was really helpful. I made connections on LinkedIn and I'm just, I'm really kind of surprised 
surprised? I don't know. I just had a great time and it was like surprising that I got to meet new people through this virtual experience. So I hope you all had a wonderful time networking and getting to meet new people as well. I really enjoyed all of the sessions. There were very few that I was like, hmm, that's okay. that was good. But, you know, like most of them, I was just like enthralled. I was just sitting there like, yes, this is amazing. I'm having a blast. Not to mention they're all recorded. So I've been spending, um, well, you'll get to hear from uh, Jeremy later that I did some watch parties after the conference during the election. Cause, and I'm so glad I did that because otherwise I would have been freaking out even more during those the past two days last week um, during the election when everything was very unknown about who would win. So I appreciate everybody who attended those little watch parties. Those were fun. That was a nice way to continue the the conference experience, but I am just so glad everything's recorded because normally at the conference, there's just obviously there's way too much and you can't attend everything. And very few of it, it's usually just the presidential strand, at least in the past couple of years, are recorded. So you can't necessarily watch any of it later. So it's like you, you, you get the one chance to get to the session you want to go and maybe you can leave it early and go to another session if it's just not working out. But then you have to run across the the conference center to find the next session and you're 20 minutes late. And I'm just, I was really happy with this that I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. All the sessions where I saw on Twitter being shared that looked really good. I was like, ooh, save it for later. I'm going to watch it later. I've already watched through the watch parties and through just kind of sitting at the treadmill, well, not sitting, walking on the treadmill and, you know, getting my steps in for the day. I, I've been able to watch probably another dozen of the recordings. And it's just, it's been great that all the ones where I'm like, ooh, that looks good. Let me go watch that. Uh, so I've, I'm making the most out of it. And I just want to remind everybody, you have till the end of January to watch all those recordings. So I do recommend you do that. There are a lot of great, a lot of great sessions. I don't think I can, um, I can really spend too much time saying which ones I really liked because there were really way too many. Literally, I have like a two page document saved on my computer with the list of all of the sessions that I want to attend. So way too many. I can't name them all. If you're if, you, if I had to pick one that you watched, it's definitely that plenary of measuring love. That was such a good session. So if you missed that plenary, go watch it. It was really good. There's also a brown paper associated with it that is in my reading list. Like Elizabeth will say later, I also have way too much on my reading list that uh, hopefully I'll get to soon. Um, but it'll probably be at least a month before I get to my October reading list because I just saved a lot of stuff. And so I just want to close by saying I am hopeful. I am fingers crossed that we can all meet next year in DC. So save the date, put it on your calendar. We are going to be currently planned to be, I should say, in Washington, D.C. from November 8th through the 13th, where we're going to celebrate 35 years of AEA. I'm super excited. The uh, president-elect Tom Grayson had a great little video out on YouTube about his conference theme and getting that um, for, for next year. We got about a year to go, you know, 365 days. We can make it. So fingers crossed that everything will be in a way that we can actually be in person, fingers crossed. So next you're gonna hear from the reflections of eight attendees of the conference, including our two candidates for the AEA president-elect, Rakesh Mohan and Veronica Olazabal. 
So I'm really grateful for everybody who called in to share their reflections. I'm going to be presenting them in chronological order of when they were submitted, mostly because some were recorded at the beginning of the conference. And I just just want to let you know about that because some will refer to like, oh, it's an upcoming session. Well, obviously, this is after the conference. So I did I did want to share it because there was great reflections on like the business meetings, which I agree were really awesome. We had record turnout at our little business meeting, and I'm very happy about that. Um, So I'm just presenting them in chronological order of when they were submitted. I'm not going to say anything more because I just, I agree with everything everyone you're going to hear from has said. So I hope you enjoy their post-conference reflections. Hi, this is Rachel Lawrence from the University of Massachusetts Amherst. I'm calling in having just um, conducted the first virtual meeting of the qualitative methods TIG. And wow, it um, it was a strangely good experience, to be honest. I um, was really surprised by the number of people we had join us from various time zones. I saw people from the West Coast, people from the middle of the country, um, many of whom wouldn't have been able... Oh, we also had some overseas visitors as well to, to the TIG meeting. And um, many wouldn't have been able to come if it weren't for the virtual conference program. We talked a lot about the adjustments that we've made for the conference this coming year, including that um, from the Qualtig, we we cut down about 11 or 12 accepted submissions into two, no, actually it was three submissions, I think two of which made it to the program. And... um, we just were, we, we reflected a bit on how hard it was to make some of those decisions. We had such a great diversity of topics, a diversity of offerings for people at different skill levels and all of these things. But the ones that made it to the top were the ones that, in a, in a way, we felt like we couldn't do without this year. Um, So that being said, this is a plug to invite you to come see um, the qualitative offerings. Um, The first one I want to inform you about is Practical Application, an offering by Rebecca Harrington um, from Headlighting Consulting, LLP, on um, using qualitative methods um, with with rigor. And um, the next one is Shining... Oh before I move on to the next one. You probably want to know what time it is, right? It'll be from 4 p.m. to 4.45 p.m. on Wednesday, October 28th. The other one is entitled Shining a Light on Qualitative Methods Being Implicated in a Racist Project, which is a panel we've drawn together to talk about a quote from Denzel and Lincoln um, saying that, like, basically encountering some of the um, othering that comes from the history of, of qualitative methods and, and what, what do we do about this, knowing that this is our history. Um, we've got a really great um, panel of speakers on that. Aisha Boyce, Jaradine Coffey, Jory Hall, Catherine Tibbetts, Leah Neubauer, and then our discussant for that is going to be Sharon Rollis. That will be at 12 p.m. on Wednesday and for 45 minutes, and that is in the... Um, that's in the presidential stand strand. 
Anyway, I have probably spoken for long enough now. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you all have a great virtual conference, even though I know this is unlike what we had dreamed for this year. Instead of mountains, we're sitting with our families. Hopefully, it'll work out well, and we'll all learn something. Thank you. Hi, Dana. This is Rakesh Mohan from beautiful Boise, Idaho. I'm director of the Office of Performance Evaluations, an independent and nonpartisan agency of the Idaho State Legislature. I've been attending AEC annual conference every year since 1994. Attending the conference is a professional highlight of the year for me. The main reason I look forward to this conference is seeing my evaluation friends and colleagues, making new friends and of course, learning from each other. This year, I was very disappointed when I learned that the conference will be online. Yes, learning from each other is there online, but what about seeing friends and colleagues in person? What about those special hugs? Based on a few virtual meetings I have attended so far, I'm totally impressed with AEA president, board members, and staff. They have done an awesome job of organizing this virtual conference. But nothing can replace having coffee with friends and colleagues, chatting with them in the hotel lobby, and going out for meals. I'm already missing the human element of our conference. I will do my best to connect virtually with as many friends and colleagues as possible. Also, I hope to make a few new friends. Enjoy the conference, everybody, and hope to see some of you virtually. Take care. Bye. Hi, everybody. This is Ann Price. I am with Community Evaluation Solutions in Georgia. And just wanted to hop on and distract myself from watching the election returns. So I wanted to talk about the conference last week. And as usual, the conference always leaves me with my head hurting a little bit, which I think is, right, the purpose, <laughs> besides networking, of course. So yeah, a lot on my mind, getting ready for my office hours on Friday, and we're going to be talking about evaluators as social change agents. So I am a community psychologist, so I kind of come from that perspective already. But it has uh, me thinking about evaluators as objective scientists or uh, subjective change agents. I kind of definitely have a bias towards the latter. I think the conference uh, asked us to think about whose truth matters and whose voice we listen to. And um, it has me thinking about if we're not objective scientists, then what do we do with all these scientific tools and trainings that we have? What are the implications for our profession? Can we be an evaluator and a change agent? Like I said, I'm a community psychologist, so I tend to, tend to sway that way. Anyway, I loved hearing uh, from the new voices at the conference. We got to hear from folks that maybe we would not have heard otherwise. I think the plenaries were just amazing and so inspiring. I was listening um, to one of them today. So that was, uh, that was just really inspiring. 
the conference did um, leave me a little sad, though, only because I miss you guys um, so much. I love uh, my profession. I love AEA, and I love uh, going to the conference and seeing everyone. So I hope you were all staying well and healthy and safe. And thank you so much, uh, Dana and the Evaluand podcast uh, community. Hope to see you again next year in Washington. Hi, Dana. This is Elizabeth Grimm, Director of Community Impact with the Connecticut Data Collaborative. You can also find me on Twitter at EC Grimm and blogging over at ElizabethGrimm.com. Thanks for this opportunity to share feedback about the first ever virtual American Evaluation Association Conference. I can't believe it was just a week ago right now when I'm recording this. It feels like a lifetime ago, and I think that says a lot about where I am individually and professionally and also where we are as a nation. You know, I did set an out-of-office reply last week during the conference in the hopes that I would be able to give my undivided attention to the sessions, and I still found myself getting pulled away by the and lured by the prospect of my email inbox, and that was a bit of a challenge. At the same time, I still feel really grateful for the opportunity to connect with colleagues from around the globe, but I still felt myself yearning for those in-person, impromptu connections and conversations that happen when you just bump into someone in the hotel lobby or walking down the hall. I found some of my best conversations and networking to happen at those points in time, so I'm really looking forward to the time when we can be together in person again face-to-face. In thinking about the sessions that I attended during the conference or those that I watched or even rewatched since, I'm feeling really hopeful and humbled. Hopeful about the number of sessions that addressed equity, justice, culture, and systems. Hopeful that we as evaluators are collectively learning that we're not neutral bystanders, that neutrality is really a myth, and that instead we're agents for change. I felt really encouraged by sessions like the Measuring Love Plenary to help us break out of our archaic thinking about how we measure and talk about evaluation, where we can start to break free of those confines of rigor and statistical significance and really start thinking about communities and humanity. And because of that, I feel humbled. There are a lot of areas where I need to listen more and speak less and As with any AEA, I added a ton of new reading material to my list, and I'm really looking forward to diving into a few books like Emergent Strategy, Power in Numbers, and Thought Work. And so I'm leaving right now feeling energized and a little bit overwhelmed by that learning, but also I'm feeling supported. I know that the evaluation community has always been a huge you know, support system and network for me. And I'm looking forward to continuing these conversations, you know, through eval Twitter, um, or even the Pathable platform, or just connecting through phone and the ever popular Zoom right now um, with colleagues across the globe. So it was different this year. And I had a different sense of fulfillment. I did miss that in-person connection. But overall, I'm feeling really excited about a lot of the themes of equity and systems and culture, and I'm looking forward to implementing all of those learnings into my work. Thanks. Bye. 
Hi, this is Jeremy Dans. I'm an evaluator with a small company in Laos called Applied Methodology. I'm currently in Boston, but will be moving to Washington, D.C. in January. Uh, so I look forward to being involved in the Washington Evaluators Group, which is the AA affiliate in the area. Um, thanks to Dana for hosting the podcast, uh, which is great. I listen to it regularly uh, and for hosting this call-in feature, both before and after AEA. Uh, last year in Minneapolis was my first time at the AA conference, and I think like a lot of us, I was a little bit apprehensive about the format uh, being virtual just because there wouldn't be the opportunity for in-person interactions. But I, I think that the ability to watch the sessions, you know, for the next three months when you have time really makes, makes up for that to some degree. Um, one of my favorite sessions this year was the Indigenous Data Visualization session. Um, it was just a really neat uh way to think about data visualization that fit in nicely with the conference's sort of overall theme on equity inclusion um, and sort of changing some of the dominant paradigms of the way that the evaluation field both views itself and sort of acts externally. Um, I really also enjoyed the, the watch parties that Dana hosted the week after the conference. Uh, it was a great opportunity to sort of look at some of the the sessions that I hadn't been able to see earlier and then get to discuss them in smaller groups with some other folks. Um, but overall, it was a really you know, interesting conference for the year. I look forward to seeing folks in, um, in DC next year. Great. Hello, everyone. My name is Veronica Lazabal. I am a senior advisor and director of measurement, evaluation, and organizational performance at the Rockefeller Foundation and still running for AA president-elect. I want to start off this uh, recording with thanking Amy White, Anisha Lewis, Zachary Grays, and the full AA team for bringing together this first very monumental virtual conference. I was a little bit skeptical of what was to come last week. And I was also one of the people that asked a lot of questions, as most many of the evaluators do, such as the pricing, such as whether it could really be successful. And I was very surprised, pleasantly surprised, to experience an event that was even more engaging uh, with access to even more sessions and panelists uh, than I would have had access to during a regular session. Yes, I missed the actual getting together and the networking in between sessions, but I thought that this was handled very, very well given the situation about the pandemic. Another reason why I thought that this was an excellent conference was because it featured very prominently some of the issues and dicey conversations that we as evaluators don't spend a lot of time thinking about. Some of us do, like myself and a few others. But many of us don't talk about the decolonization of evaluation. And I thought that through the presidential panels, through the various concurrent sessions, we spent a good amount of time approaching these issues from different perspectives. I very much appreciated the presidential session on measuring love. I really thought that it brings the human aspect of what it is that we do that is beyond the technical to the table in a way that is high quality, content rich, and very engaging. 
I also appreciated the featuring of some of the new thinking around data science, um, impact investing, and some of the leading approaches in these areas that demonstrates the growth of these newer spaces. And I also, I finally, would like to say that I, I, as someone, as a person of color, I thought the diversity of speakers uh, and, and the fact that many of them were featured in the presidential session in the Strand really gives me a lot of hope and demonstrates that we as AEA are being intentional about moving our discussions further and closer to a future that is beyond talking. And that is authentically demonstrating the types of actions needed to realize our values. I wanted to talk a little bit about what the highlights were. I, I talked a little bit about the content. I talked a little bit about what was different and how I was surprised at how engaging it was. Um, but I didn't talk uh, about what I would call some of the highlights and a little bit of the bloopers and the nuance of this year's session that I'm sure we get in, pre in some different in different ways in other conferences. Uh, but in particular, I really appreciated the chat. The chat function was, you know, a whole experience onto itself. You know, as you were a participant in different sessions, not if you were a speaker, but if you were a participant, it was really fun and engaging to go back and forth with your colleagues and actually have meaningful content conversations um, while we were all experiencing the panelists. Uh, and so um, that was very unexpected. Uh, the second highlight I would say would be the trivia night. Trivia night was so fun. Virtual trivia night. Something I've never experienced before. It was great to meet new people, be part of a competitive team. I thought that the uh, trivia night was about going to be about evaluation questions and it wasn't. But at the same time, I think it was still very fun and engaging. Uh, and then the last thing that I'll say is, um, as you know, you start to re-watch some of the panels that you personally were on, like myself, um, I, I thought that it was really funny to watch the before, before you, it's almost like the bloopers conversation, where you were chatting with either Zachary Grays or someone from the Pathable uh, tech platform, and you actually didn't realize you were being recorded, <laughs> and, and that that is... Uh, going to be there you're recorded for time immemorial um so but it was fun because you know you got to see a little bit about who, who is behind the actual speakers um that uh that as a participant you are um attending this the session for and it really with many of the other points that i raised in my previous um podcast or i guess audio recording it, it really um help to to make this a very unique and fun experience so in closing i want to thank amy white and the crew again and very important to to underscore the fact that we are all volunteers and so the volunteers that invest their time and resources in kind to be able to deliver such a unique experience for us every year and particularly this year are really the backbone of AEA and really the people that should be thanked for making this happen. So I look forward to next year's conference with Tom Grayson and thanks for giving me the space to, to share my thoughts. Bye-bye. Hey guys, Tiffany Smith here coming from the University of North Carolina in Greensboro um, and also on the indigenous lands of the Eno, Saponi, and Shakuri tribes. Um, I want to reflect with you guys on the AEA 2020 experience. Uh, 
Um, the first thing I think when I think about what happened during that week of eval 20 is that I felt it. I felt the connection um, to other people and to my colleagues and my evaluation family. Um, it was really cool to, even though we weren't able to see each other in person, have that virtual experience where we could use the chat box and interact with the presenters and also kind of still use the virtual platform to have difficult conversations about where we need to move forward in this field. Which brings me to my next point. It was heavy. Um, it's interesting um, the amount of conversations that I had during Eval 20 Week around inequities and injustices, um, environmental problems, and the um, challenges of our time, right? Thinking about the Western-centric ideas of what evidence is and how AEA has um, been reflecting over the past 35 years of its existence going on to 35 years of its existence. Who are we and who do we really want to be? And we spent some time this year really thinking about that. And I think what's really cool, another point of reflection, is that we were loud. You can see that the field wants change and we're talking about the real key issues and we're tackling them. Perhaps there's a little bit of stress involved and perhaps we need to kind of live in that stress a little bit as we continue to reflect on who we are and who we want to be and where we want to go as a field, as a society, um, and as uh, personally as evaluators in our own programs, right? Uh, we have to continue to use our voices and our expertise, um, but it's also important to humbly and actively listen to the expertise and the voices of other people um, and really think about the fact that we are all in a community together. Um, what are the values that we're upholding and where are we shining our light as evaluators? So really needing to listen and reflect and then continue to act and continue to have those conversations to move the field forward. So I'm looking forward to what's to come in the coming year and um, then at AEA 2021 when we reflect on those 35 years of having the American Evaluation Association around, meeting the moment, right? We're going to spend some space on reflective practice in eval 2021. Uh, share stories about what was, what is, and what will be, as Tom Grayson talked about in the video for next year's conference. Looking forward to reflecting with you guys on Eval Twitter. You can find me at Tiffany7001, um, and I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing you guys in person, and if not, seeing you virtually next year at AEA 2021. Hi there, this is Libby Smith. I'm an evaluator, educator, and healing facilitator uh, calling in today from... Anishinaabe and Siouxland that is currently known as Menominee, Wisconsin, where I work at the University of Wisconsin Stout. Um, reflecting here this morning on how I should have made this recording uh, last week, we're about a week out now from the end of Eval 20, and uh, my mind is filled with election news and uh, the happenings of the past few days. But in many ways, the, the takeaways that I had from Eval 20 uh, very much support where we are right now. Um, you know, I continue 
coming out of even last year's conference to be moved by the um, focus of more and more sessions on things like racial justice and equity, um, really uh, a focus as well on relationships and the importance of relationships. Uh, the Measuring Love session was so moving, and I'm so grateful uh, to the people who brought us that session. Um, I'm going to keep going back to that material over and over. I had, I had read the report a while back, uh, but hearing uh, Shiri and Audrey talk about the work uh, was, was just very inspiring. Um, I guess one of my takeaways from it being a virtual conference would be that I was um, surprised and, uh, you know, a pretty, uh, surprised in a very good way about the uh, how we could still connect in that virtual space. From the chats that uh, I was able to engage in to the people that I met in breakout rooms, uh, I feel like there was a dynamic that isn't even present at the in-person conferences. Obviously, I, there are many, many things that I missed about the in-person conference, uh, but the, the interaction that happened, the dynamic in a lot of the breakout rooms uh, was just very rewarding, and it, it, it was a good week. Um, I will say, too, that I did find the virtual conference to be uh, almost as draining as the in-person conference. I maybe didn't make the best choices some days in terms of uh, the breaks that I took, but I did find that um, the virtual space really allowed for people's humanity to be present in a different way, uh, from being able to care for ourselves, nurture ourselves in the spaces between the session sessions. I think that was really needed this year. I guess my, my final takeaway would just be um, that we are at our best when we are inspiring each other uh, to do better and think differently. And we have a lot of work ahead of us on, on the path to, to justice and to liberation. Uh, but I feel inspired by the people that I am in community with in the Eval 20 space. And I'm just very much looking forward to uh, Eval 21. Um, don't know if it'll be virtual or in person yet, but I feel very confident now that uh, no matter what happens next year, we'll still be able to, to connect and have like productive um, conversations and learning in that space. So uh, thank you, Dana, for this opportunity to, to reflect uh, in community. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing everyone else's reflections as well. I hope you've enjoyed this episode please visit the podcast website at evaluland.fireside.fm where you can subscribe to get notified of new episodes and contact us with your questions, comments, or suggestions. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, this has been Evaluland.